To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Welcome to Tales from the Mouse House, Disneyland podcast episode. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Ready. Episode 100. Yay! For October 5th, 2014. That's 100 official episodes. Kind of hard to believe, huh? Very hard to believe. <laughs> well, this episode's going to be kind of different. Uh, if, if you tuned in for a regular uh, scheduled uh, episode, uh, then you're in, you're in out of luck here. Because <laughs> we're just going to kind of get really crazy and crazy and nuts. And, and Did I say crazy? You said crazy. Okay, yeah. We're just going to get kind of crazy. You know why? Why's that? Because it's our 100th episode. It's our 100th official episode. You know why I keep saying official, don't you? Because we have... Yeah, we have more than 100, but this is our official 100th number episode, which is cool because it's quite a milestone. And uh, we're going to kind of chat about that a lot (laughs) throughout the episode. Um, You know, what it's been like recording the last 100 official episodes. What do you think about that? Um, well, it's been fun. <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been fun? Is that a question or a statement? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're laughing already. Oh, oh, I'm just thinking back on all the fun that we had and how yeah. we started and here we are today. Yeah. Much more comfortable, at oh, least yeah, myself. Well, yeah, I think we're more, <laughs> you don't think I sound more comfortable? <laughs> On this, our first episode. Yeah, it was very monotone and very... Monotone. What else are we going to do on this episode? So we have a couple of great chats that we're going to share with you guys. We had our great friends, Russell Flores and Randy Crane. And you guessed it, they were great interviews. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, were they they great? They were great. Yeah. Maybe lean a little bit farther to the microphone. 100... (laughs) Episode yeah, yeah. greatness. Yeah, 100 episode greatness, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked with uh, Randy and with Russ about some pretty interesting things. So we'll get into that later. But um, uh, oh, oh, before we get any farther, we, we had the chance to get an um, advanced screening of Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, starring was- Steve Carell and a few other people. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Um, I did too. For anyone that watches Ray Donovan, Bridget that plays Ray's daughter starred in the movie, and I liked her a lot yeah, more huh. in um, Alexander the Horrible, blah 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 blah, the Terrible <laughs> Horrible. You know. Well, that was the that was the official first <laughs> official name, but they thought no, that's going to be kind of hard to put that on a on a uh, a marquee. You know, the, the blah, Alexander blah, blah. and the blah 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 blah. Yeah. So. But anyways, I liked her much better in this role than I do in Ray Donovan. Yeah, yeah, it's a cute movie. We're not going to give too much away because it's not out at theaters yet. 
Uh, not until this coming Friday, I believe, right? I believe so. But uh, just just rest assured that it, it's a fun movie, and I I think it would be worth going to the you know maybe a matinee to go see it without a doubt. Yes, and I would say probably kids eight. Yeah, yeah, eight and over. I wouldn't say any younger than eight. No, because they probably wouldn't understand it anyway. Probably not. Yeah, but there, it, it's a fun movie. Um, to be honest with you, um, now we we got we got advanced tickets from a, 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 I think it's a website called See It First. Yes. Is it, so I mean, you guys could do it too. I mean, anybody who wants to do it, just go to seeitfirst.com and sign up. Um, this was the first time that they sent us a an invitation for a movie theater close to us. Most of the ones are like a hundred miles away, um, but we we got it. We we decided to go see this one, and like I said, to be honest, I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought it would be kind of a cute movie, and I love Steve Carell, and just about every single thing he does, I I love. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised when we got there and started watching it from the very beginning from the first two minutes of the movie all the way through i i was pleasantly surprised i thought it was really a good movie i did too and steve carell's character of character of michael scott only came out one time yeah <laughs> actually more than one you had to catch it because he was like doing the the head dance the head bob dance oh i missed that yeah yeah it was in the it was in the minivan um but yeah it was a good movie i, I enjoyed it it was good yeah. So, 100 official episodes. Wow. So before we do that, we're not going to be doing an official host chat, but I have something that I want to share with everybody. Oh, okay. So we found out this past week that grandbaby number three is going to be a boy. A boy. Yes. So we'll talk more about that later, but I just wanted to share that with everyone. Feel free. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's all. No. You want to talk about the weather? No. You want to talk about the fact that you graduated? No, we already talked about that. Did we really? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, how about... Oh, I guess that's it, huh? That's it. <laughs> so let's talk about our first episode. Do we have to? I think we should. All right. Well, take a listen. Here's a clip from our very first episode. Welcome to Tales from the Mouse House, a podcast dedicated to the Disneyland Resort. We'll offer up some news and updates on the resort, give you ride reviews, some tips and tricks for resort guests, let you in on some secrets of the resort we like to call hidden treasures, and even discuss some of our favorite places to eat at Downtown Disney, Disneyland, and the California Adventure. In this, our very first episode, we'll discuss California Adventure's World of Color, Disneyland's Fantasmic, Enhancements to DCA's Toy Story Mania ride that coincide with Disney Pixar's Toy Story 3. We'll update you on the additions to DCA, review the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland, and DCA's California Screaming. We'll also share some of the amazing little-known fun things around the resort that we like to call hidden treasures, such as where to get your own VIP train ride. We'll give you some of the tips that we've learned over the last couple of years that have been a great help to maximize our experience. And we'll also review two of our favorite places to eat within the resort. Jelly Dude, stay tuned for Disneyland Resort News. My dad, Crush, totally loves this park. Hey, did you ever find Nemo? Hey, thanks, Squirt. In this segment, Joyce and I will fill you in on news from the Disneyland Resort. We'll also give you any updates we may hear on the enhancements that are currently being constructed, 
and any other tidbits we come across. Lights, water, music, fire, and animation will all come together like never before on June 11th when World of Color makes its dazzling debut at Disney's California Adventure. There's an enhancement to Pixie Hollow Enchantment. Tucked into the glen near the entrance to Sleeping Beauty Castle, the Pixie Hollow home of Tinkerbell and her friends comes to life at night in a colorful light show. Pixie dust cascades across the landscape and radiates into the pond. Even the water becomes enchanted as playful fountains spring to life, pop chests perform with whimsical precision, and sparkling strobes shine through Pixie Hollow. As always, Tinkerbell herself is there to greet guests and welcome them into her magical realm. Yeah, yeah. How we ever got past that, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. We were very, to, at least me, yeah. I didn't talk a lot. No, you did <laughs> No, we can't get into the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm more comfortable now. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't talk a lot, and I sounded very scripted, very rehearsed. Well, so did I. And not so comfortable. I was trying to be a radio guy. And this our first episode. Uh, and we were using the headset mics for the first couple of episodes, too, I think, weren't we? I think so. And then we invested into the Yetis, the blue microphone Yetis that we used for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then we upgraded to these professional mics uh, about a year ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a year ago. It was a year ago because it was after my unfortunate incident where I was laid off and started my brand new life as a voiceover guy. Yeah, so we got we actually upgraded to professional microphones and I think that's when you started getting more comfortable. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, but yeah, the the first it was very it was it was really bad. Um but I think I think if you ask anybody who do who does <laughs> anybody who does podcasting, they'll probably say the same thing. You know, that their first episodes were really bad. But wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know I liked listening to it because it's like oh yeah, I remember when the world of color was new and yeah. when they had this and that and so it was kind of nice to to go back and and reminisce and then to think of little mm-hmm. Katie who was always trying to steal the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's always trying to fluff up the floor. Yes. Always trying to get in, but yeah. So what are your thoughts, Joyce, about podcasting now? I mean, we're, we're in our fifth year, right? Mm-hmm. So actually in May, uh, we will be celebrating our fifth full year of podcasting. We'll be starting our sixth year. 100 plus episodes, technically 100 plus episodes. And what are, what are your thoughts about it? I mean, how do you feel about it? What do you love about podcasting? What do you hate about podcasting? Tell me. Well, I like it. I like it more than I don't like it. Um, but then I just sit here on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> I don't have to do all the technical stuff. So when I'm done recording, I'm done. But um, I really like it because I like talking about Disneyland and Disney California Adventure and just all the, the things and staying immersed yeah. in Disney. And then through the the five years that we've been podcasting we have met so many people in the Disney community and and just I think that's what I like more than anything because 
you know, everybody's just, I don't know, yeah. wanting to share that magic. And, yeah. and it's like, if I could just always be immersed in that magical little world of Disney, I yeah, would be I so happy instead of having to see what the real outside world's like. I know. <laughs> so. The outside world stinks, dude. I know. I agree with you. Um, there's... There are a lot of ups and downs to podcasting. So, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. For, for those of you who don't actually record podcasts, you just enjoy them, There there is a great deal of work that goes into a, a good quality podcast. And, you know, I like to think that ours is, is good quality. And apparently, some of you guys do too, because, and we'll get into this later, I, th- I can't remember which which chat we shared this information on, but... Um, I think it was with Russ. With Russell, yeah. The other day, I checked our... Now, you know, I, I check our download numbers every once in a while. I don't make a, a positive habit out of doing it because that's not why we do the show. Um, you guys, by now, you know that the philosophy behind Tales from the Mouse House is that we want to share our love of Disneyland with you. There are a lot of you people out there, just like us, who don't live close to Disneyland. You can't get to Disneyland as often as you want, or often at all. So this is our way of reliving that magic and sharing what you know, what magic we have with you guys. So that's always been our driving force behind this. But every once in a while, you know, we'll get a really great review on iTunes, or I'll I'll check our um our download numbers. And that just gives us that boost of uh, appreciation, I guess, is a good word. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, validation is another word I would use. Now, over the last few months, I've noticed that our ratings, not our ratings, but our download numbers have been increasing. But the other day, I checked, and just for the month of September, now this is just a one, a 30-day block of time for the month of September, we had over 104,000 downloads in one month which is just so magical for me because like i said there is a lot of hard work that goes into producing a podcast when you guys hear you know a 30 to 60 minute podcast we're putting like 12 times that sometimes (laughs) into the production of it and then when the freaking uh feed breaks (laughs) even more than that so to, to, to see that, that 104,000 times our podcast was downloaded in one month, that just really, really makes us feel like we're accomplishing what we set out to accomplish, you know? Yeah, and we're not bragging. No, I'm not bragging at all. We're just telling everyone that we're so thankful. And, and the reason that we're doing this is because we want to share our love for Disney with everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're just so happy that we're reaching so many people and sharing that magic. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it might, part of the reason might be, you know, the the way we evolve. Because we don't, we don't like to keep the show static, you know. Because to me, static means stagnant in, in this, you know, realm, I guess you would call it. We started out with a very structured podcast. We had very structured segments, you know. We did host chat, we did news, we did um, the... Uh, Attraction review, food review, tips, hidden treasure, and then we would close it. Very, very structured. And that's a that's a good formula because it worked for a long time. And it's a you know fun formula for us. And then we kind of switched gears several months back 
to just a freestyle type of episode where we have questions that we ask each other and then we just talk about it. And that seemed to strike a chord with people. Mm -hmm. I think you guys like to hear that because maybe it's their answers to questions that you guys might have. And, we, you know, we've seen a lot of participation because of it, too. So, you know, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like Walt said, you know, Disneyland will never be complete. Well, that's kind of how we feel about our podcast, too, although it's not anywhere near the caliber of Disneyland. <laughs> um, but, you know, we want to share with you guys what you want to hear. So yeah. tell us what you want to hear and, yeah. you know, we'll adapt it. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's something that you guys want to hear us do, besides clucking like a chicken, because I'm not doing that again. Um <laughs> I'll even talk like Jar Jar Banks if you want. <laughs> I think some people would pay you not to talk yeah, like Jar Jar. Yeah, I, I got some death threats for that, but uh, yeah. we won't go into that. But anyway, yeah, we want to continue to make this show something that you guys want to hear and something that you guys will be interested in. So, yeah, we want to hear about it. And, and uh, you know, after the first few episodes, I didn't think we were going to get this far. <laughs> oh, I didn't think so either. Ooh, man, those were rough. But, you know... We, and, and I think also, you know, just came to my mind. Um, now, when we go to the park, well, you know, when, when we get blessed enough to go to the park, I think we experience Disneyland a little bit different than we did before we did the podcast. Because we're paying attention to a lot more now when we go to the parks, don't you think? I think that I've always paid attention to stuff and I've always looked for the history. But now I think I... I look for it even more. Mm -hmm. I'm always, and this is funny because I always think of you guys, and that's not a joke and that's not a pat on my back. But whenever we go to Disneyland, if I see something new, something that I've never seen before, something I think is exciting, I always think, you guys are going to want to know about this. <laughs> and I do. I make note of it. And if, you know, if I have the video camera or, um, you know, something to take notes with or our little uh, pocket audio recorder, I will, I will make note of it so that we can talk about it with you guys. So if there's anything new at Disneyland that you guys want to see, you, you know, take a take up a collection and send us to Disneyland so we can go cover it for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what do you think? Should we uh, should we uh, let them hear uh, something different? Yes. All right. How about uh, I know. As fun as as fun as it was for for uh, us to hear that some of that first episode. Um, how about let's do something different? What do you think? Okay. So, here's our recent chat with Russell Flores about some changes to one of our favorite dining destinations and a few other things. So, please, enjoy. Well, hey, we've got our good friend Russell Flores, and I think you might remember him. He's the author of this little tiny book called Seen Unseen Disneyland, which is just... One of the most popular books on Amazon, right? I think so. Uh, well, anyway, we've got a good friend, Russell Flores, back with us. And he's got some uh, interesting things to talk about. Joyce? Yes. So Russ made an impromptu visit to the Disneyland Resort last week. And he came across something very interesting in Cars Land that he's going to chat with us about. Hi, Russ. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Al. How you doing? Good. Welcome. It's good to be here. So I kind of gave a little teaser that you came across a little change mm -hmm. over in Carsland. Do you want to share that with us? 
Yeah, I had a, a last-minute trip to Disneyland last week, and a few days before I went down, I heard on uh, one of the other reports that Flo's had a whole new menu. Mm. And so I decided to check it out and went in a couple times and tried a couple different things. Wow. So what kind of stuff do they have now? Now, I mean, for anybody who's ever been to uh, Cars Land, uh, Flo's is definitely one of those places that you have to visit, and, and you absolutely have to eat there because it's i don't even know how to describe it it's just some of the best food i've ever had at disneyland so how did they how did they change their menu well um the best way i've heard this described at flows is that it's comfort food it's Mm -hmm. the food you grew up with it's the food you know that you just makes you feel like you're at home and so they actually had a pretty big menu change um, most of the stuff has changed, you know, like the traditional turkey dinner that they used to have is gone, and all of those things that you might have been used to are gone. The sides are pretty much the same, but the the main menus are. Um, the one thing that did stay is the citrus turkey salad, oh yeah, uh, which I've never had, but I, I the people that have had it um, seem to really like it, so that maybe that's why it stayed. Um, but the changes they did have, um, now they have the roast beef and cheddar. They have a turkey dip. They have a spit-fired rotisserie chicken, mm. um, barbecue pork ribs, which got my attention because I used to love eating the ribs over there at Taste Pilot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they got rid of those a couple years ago, um, and I've always missed them. So now there's a rib place to, to get ribs again. And then they have a veggie tater bake. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. What's a veggie tater bake? Well, it says... Wow, what is that word? It says it's a bulgur, B-U-L-G-U-R, wheat. Oh, bulgur wheat. Yeah, yeah. Roast. Okay, so I'm not just seeing things. No, <laughs> no not vulgar wheat. That's, that's, uh... Well, I was actually thinking booger wheat. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, roasted vegetables and mashed potatoes topped with a cheddar cheese served with fresh fruit. Mm. So, I would like that. I'm yeah. not a big, I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm not a big meat eater. Yeah. So I would like that. Uh, see, I'm a big meat eater, so I had two of the meats. Uh, <laughs> first night I went, I had the roast beef and cheddar, which was very good. Uh, the only thing, it, it's a garlic chive bun with gar- uh, caramelized onions and horseradish areola, uh-huh. a- a- aeola, and uh, served with a signature coleslaw. So um, one of the things they're still really good about is substitutions and making it the way you want it. Okay. So I... Um, ordered it without the caramelized onions but I hadn't noticed the horseradish I'm not a big horseradish fan I, I don't like dye or anything from it but I didn't notice that so I had to you know do a little scraping there um, so I got a little taste of it but and then I'm not a, a coleslaw fan so um, I ended up getting the mashed potatoes that night um, which were I, it's the same mashed potatoes they've always served where they uh, you know the type where they uh, mash them up and they still have the skin and mm-hmm. everything so um, that was really good. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, I also got a side that I'd never gotten before. They have several good desserts, and they normally have uh, little pies and, and little cake-type things. Um, so they call it the Flo's Pie-O-Rama uh, with assorted flavors, and the one they had there was the apple and cheddar, mm-hmm. and that was really good. That actually caught me way by surprise there. Can you uh, get it all a mode if you want? You know, I didn't ask. Let me look. Uh, I would assume. Didn't specifically say. Um, I know they have soft serve because they do the milkshakes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I bet but, they do because they're so accommodating to <laughs> their, you know, to the guest, and so I'm sure that they would. Yeah, I'm sure they would if you really wanted. Um, and it does. It came warm. Mine came warm, so it was it was really really good. <laughs> um, and then I came back the next day. And I, I tried the barbecue ribs. I had to try the ribs. <laughs> and again, it comes with coleslaw. But I asked them if I could get the mac and cheese because I wanted to try that. Because um, my, my daughter is a big mac and cheese fan. I wanted to see if she would like that. Um, so I had uh, barbecue pork ribs, mashed potatoes, and the mac and cheese. And it was excellent. Uh, the It's a little bit smaller portion than they used to serve over at Taste Pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still very, very good. Now... You you you've been to Flo's before this, right? Before they changed the menu. Yes, I used to always get the turkey dinner. Oh, I know that's what I got too. I loved it. Now, how do the portion sizes uh, compare now to then? That's the one concern I've heard from people is that they seem to be a little smaller. And my experience is they are a little bit smaller. I mean, not like um, you know half or right. anything like that. It's it's not that bad, but. You know, whereas the plate used to be completely covered, there's open space now. So, um, and it's noticeable. So, I mean, it's definitely less, but it's not like you're not getting your money's worth. I was full when I left. Wow. What about prices? Prices are pretty much comparable. Um, for instance, the the roast beef and cheddar was ten ninety nine, eleven dollars. Uh, the turkey dips eleven dollars. The citrus salad, turkey salads twelve. Uh, the rotisserie chickens twelve. The barbecue ribs were twelve fifty, and the uh, f- for you, Joyce, the veggie tater bake <laughs> is eleven. Um, and you get annual pass discounts there. And as you still well, get correct? your discounts, yeah. So, yeah. like I ate uh, the when I got got it, I got the roast beef cheddar the first night, the the side apple pie, and uh, large soda, and I want to say it was like. Sixteen fifty, seventeen dollars. That's not bad. I mean, no, no. you know, I little side rant here, but we see all kinds of people complaining about the prices of the food and stuff at uh, at Disneyland, and it's like, yeah, you are paying a little bit more, but consider where you are and, and what you're getting. And what you're getting, yeah. I mean, Flo's Flo's Diner. It's not just like in the middle of nowhere. It, the scenery is awesome. Uh, I love sitting out back overlooking um radi- I mean um monument and, uh what is it? <laughs> well, it's the I call it the Well, it's the, the radiator big picture spring, window yeah, of the, the big picture window, but there's yeah. the radiator spring radiator springs racers, racers. Mm-hmm. right there and it's it's just it's just an amazing place. Yeah, you know, and I I don't want to use any specific names cuz I don't want to disparage especially since this was a couple years ago, but we went to another amusement park, um, and we bought um, a hamburger, a pizza, two French fries, and three drinks, and it was fifty bucks. Oh and the pizza God. came out raw. Uh, we sent it back, and it came back burnt because they didn't make a new one. They just sent it through again. Well, it had already been partially cooked, so it came burnt. Um, another meal we had there, uh, we got a couple hot dogs, uh, a couple French fries. Um, and three drinks, and I want to say we got something else, and I can't remember. And again, that was uh, right around fifty dollars. Mm. And and for fifty bucks, I can go to Rancho de Zocalo's. We can get three meals, and those are big, full size mm. meals. Uh, if, if you've eaten there, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I always get the burrito. You know, and that thing fills the whole plate. 
Um, and we normally get out of there with about $35, $38, you know, three meals and three drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's with our, you know, annual pass discount. Um, but still, um, you know, it's pretty, you know, $10 difference and got a lot more food and much better quality. Right. So, um, you know, you do get what you pay for. It's like when people complain about, well, the park price is yeah. so high. You know, I can go to, uh, you know, Knott's Berry Farm for 30 bucks. Yeah, but you don't get a fireworks show. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't have the same type of cast member or employee. You know, there there's so many differences that you know you're like, hey, you know, that's missing or this is missing. Well, yeah, because that's what you're paying for. That's right. Right. So. Yeah. So we talked about the dinner menu. Um, I I'm not sure if they still serve breakfast because it's been. A couple oh, a years couple since years. we've been there, but um, are they still serving breakfast? And did they change their breakfast menu? You know, I actually didn't check into that specifically. I have heard that they're still serving breakfast. Um, I know that I did hear about a month and a half, two months ago, that they don't serve the tamale breakfast anymore, uh, which I was disappointed in because I actually really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually I didn't check that. Um, oh. But I haven't heard anything about it changing. Wow. Well, that's crazy. It is crazy. So, car's theme didn't change, nothing. I mean, of course, the car's theme didn't change. But I mean, like, the inside decor didn't change. It was specific to the lunch and dinner menu. Correct. It was still exactly the same, you know, as far as the looks and everything like that. Um, Same cast member, costumes, and all that good stuff. Mm, Cool. Yes. So, so, go ahead, Joyce. I just have one more question mm-hmm. for you. So, of all the things that you've had there, do you prefer the old menu? Do you prefer the new menu? Is there something that they took away that you're like, bring this back, please? <laughs> um, you know, I really enjoyed that turkey dinner. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I like turkey dinners. So, <laughs> but um, you know, if, if that would be the only thing that I that I miss, but. It's not something I miss so much. It's like, oh, I'm not going to flows anymore because they don't have this. You know, it's it's nothing like that. But you know, if they had it, I would go for it. But um, you know, they have at least two things that I liked because you know, I did I did try the ribs and I did try the the roast beef and I enjoyed them both very much. So if friends wanted to go there to eat, I've got two options already. There you go. Yes, and I think with everything Disney, that um, for those of us that love to be immersed in Disney we know that it's forever changing and that was Walt's vision and it will continue to change and improve yeah and and just as a side note real quick um, online I'm checking real quick and it does say breakfast still oh, good. oh okay it, yeah. it doesn't show the menu but it does say breakfast yeah oh there's the menu huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the dinner yeah. well why not have dinner for I mean if you can have breakfast for dinner why can't you have dinner for breakfast that's right. And bacon goes with anything. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's It's the duct tape of, of meals. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anything else, uh, anything else that you, that, I mean, you've got the microphone, so you might as well chat about whatever you want. Yeah, well, you know, it, it was a fun trip. This this was just a trip for that was just me by mm-hmm. myself taking uh, pictures. Um, you know, I'm working on my second book right, right. now. And... I had gotten, you know, I've t- I thought I had all the pictures I needed, and I, you know, there was a couple missing, and then the other thing was is that uh, some of the pictures I had taken, they just, 
they would work, but they just weren't to my standard. So, um, I, you know, I, I went down there by myself, and this is I, I've been there by myself before, uh, but normally, you know, I, I see people and all that kind of stuff, and this was the first trip just by myself, you know, doing my own thing, eating, walking around, going where I wanted to go, and you know, it was an interesting, different experience being there all by your little lonesome. So, so how was it different? I mean, okay, let, 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 let's let's switch gears a little bit. How is it different going alone? And which do you prefer? I prefer with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would definitely do that. Um, you know, this was fine for business. Um, you know, doing that type of stuff, it 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 was fine. But as a general, going to Disneyland, it you know, Disney's meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely go by yourself and have a good time. Um, there's some advantages. Um, I needed to go on the Matterhorn a couple times to get some pictures and, you know, being able to use the single rider both times I walked right on the ride. I mean, no line at all. Just, you know, walk up to the cast member, single rider. They give you a little card, walked up to the front and they go, Oh, we need an extra right on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I didn't even stand there. I didn't have, I, you know, cause normally you stand in line, you got time to put your stuff away and put your glasses off. And I'm like <laughs> scrambling to put everything away because <laughs> they already have me in the, in the line to, to get into the ride. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's little advantages like that. Um, but there's some disadvantages, you know, obviously no camaraderie or, or friendship. Um, like when I went to, uh, uh, Earl of Sandwich, which oh. I love that place. Um, the holiday sandwich. Well, talking about having turkey dinner, that's what that is. Is the <laughs> holiday sandwich is the turkey dinner all on a sandwich, um, and then I always add bacon. But the, <laughs> the tables they have are those huge, you know, like four by eight tables where you can sit like ten people. Mm-hmm. Um, so being a single, that that kind of got can be hard. Um, <laughs> When I've gone on prior trips where I've been by myself, you know, I've always been fortunate enough to, you know, like it's a big table, but only four people are sitting at it. So you ask them, hey, can I, do you mind if I sit on this end? And, you know, every, everyone says yes. This particular time there was no opening. So I ended up going out and sitting. Um, it was actually Saturday or Friday night. So I sat behind the band out there in the main quad area and mm. listened to the band and, and uh, ate my meal. So it's it, it's like I said. There's there's some advantages. There's some disadvantages. But if my my preference would definitely be go with friends and family. So a Saturday night, I was fortunate enough that several of my friends who do the uh, the swing dance were there. Mm-hmm. So I got to go see people I know and talk and <laughs> have a good time over there. Yeah, boy, any time at Disneyland would be a good time. I think. Oh well. I agree. Yeah. We'll get there again. We'll get there again. Yes, we will. Yeah. Well, Russell, it was great talking to you again. Well, it was great talking to you guys again. And just let me take this opportunity to congratulate you on your 100th show. Oh, thank you. Understand this is it. This is the biggie. So I'm honored to be on your 100th show because I know what a milestone these are for podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. We honestly never thought we'd get here. It's like, who wants to listen to us talk for 100 episodes? You know, and and I had the same thing. I, I totally get that because when I wrote my book, it's like, who wants to listen to get a, get a book from <laughs> Russ Flores? Who's Russ Flores? You know, he, you know, he's just some guy who's written a book. You know, he's not an Imagineer or anything. And so, um, as we discussed last time, uh, you know, Dave Smith, the the former archivist, he was kind enough to review it and say some very kind things and give me some words of encouragement, which really kind of 
push me over that hump to actually do it, mm-hmm. to actually you know publish it, and you know now I've been very fortunate; it's done very well. Um, so, you know, you just got to do it, and that that's what I would tell people if they ask is, you know, if you've got something you want to do, try it. You you never know till you try it, and if you don't try it, you'll never know, and you'll always have that. Yeah, guy, I wish I had. You know, so whether my book had failed or whether your podcast had, had failed or done well, you know, now you know, yeah. and now you've done it. So. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and in fact, um, you know, we don't typically like to um, to broadcast our download numbers because, you know, it's just kind of, I mean, there's nothing wrong with people who like to say, hey, this is how many downloads we have because, you know, that, that that's a good benchmark for them. But we we've always said we don't do this show for that. We don't do this show for the notoriety or the acclaim. But uh, just today, um, I was checking our download numbers, and you know, for the month of September, and I got to be honest, I'm totally blown away, humbled, and amazed. But just for the month of September, we had over 104,000 downloads of our podcast. So, 104,000. Yes, and, well, I, and I double checked really the numbers because I know what some of the other numbers are for some of the other podcast and that's extremely well <laughs> that's doing really well yeah so uh and i made sure i double checked and i i double checked with our uh our provider um our uh internet provider our, our, i mean i'm sorry our uh, web host uh i wanted them to confirm that that's exactly what i was looking at and they said yes those numbers are are authentic so uh, we want to thank everybody out there for that so wonderful stuff yes. Yeah, and Russ, before we let you go, um, there's one thing that I've been meaning to ask you for a couple of weeks because I saw it on your Uh-oh. Facebook page, and then I forgot. So you posted a picture of that you got to be in the group photo of the closing ceremonies, and I didn't fully understand that. Um, so you want to share that with us? You know, I, I just happened to be walking down Thunder Trail into Frontierland, and I noticed a huge crowd out in front of the Golden Horseshoe, and there was a guy up on a ladder with a video camera, and there were people holding them and everything, and they were obviously cast members and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what's this? <laughs> so I went over there and took some pictures, and I believe I posted one of them. And they were doing uh, like a square dance. Well, it wasn't really a square dance. Uh, I guess they call it more like a hoedown. Yeah. Um, so they were up there dancing and everything. It looked like fun. So I was sitting there watching, and then all of a sudden they – they they're doing this big announcement that it's the closing of of their little thing that they've been doing uh the frontierland uh cosplaying that they've been doing and that you know both both communities are now united the rainbow ridgers and the frontierlanders are all one big happy family now and they have this plaque that they were doing and everything and so it's like oh well that's that's kind of fun i didn't realize this was ending already i thought it would go a little longer because it's been doing really well and then uh, once that was all done they said okay everyone Everyone up in front of the Golden Horseshoe, uh, we're going to take a picture. So I'm like, oh, this this should be fun to watch. And, and all of a sudden, they're waving everyone, and people are shoving me, and they're like, get up there, get up there, get up there. I'm like, because I thought it was just for the dancers. Um, so they were just pushing everyone that was there up into this picture. So I, I, I stood up in the picture, and the the video guy got down, and it was, it was kind of funny because they had this cart with this big uh, bowing arm on it. Um, kind of like a, a baby swing type thing and it had a strap coming down and they hooked him into that and he had the camera and he's kind of in the seated position and they're wheeling him around and then one of the regular Disney uh, photographers climbed up the ladder 
and he got everyone positioned and they took that picture um, it, the, of everyone. So I, I'm in the very back left is where I'm I'm standing. <laughs> and then once they got the picture, you know, they took two or three. And then once they des- decided they were done, um, I was getting ready to walk off. And they were like, everyone inside, everyone inside. We've got a special thing going on inside. So they started shoving us all in. So I went inside and they... They gave, I, I posted a picture of this, this little plastic cup of this red drink, and uh, they said it was river water. Now, it obviously wasn't Rivers of America water because that's green, mm-hmm. and that's also nasty water, <laughs> <laughs> having got it in my mouth on the canoe several times. Um, but they did a big toast to the end of, of, the, of the event, and they, uh, you know, we all drank it down. That was the most sour drink I have <laughs> ever had. It was it was so sour, and and then they had the regular show that they put on in there um, with Lil, and then uh, that was the end of it. So I, it was just something I tripped across. I had no idea that that was happening. I hadn't seen anything posted on any Facebooks or any announcements or anything. It just I happened to trip across it and decided I, I was gonna watch it and got to get in the picture so the picture's online now anyone can buy it um but they they gave us these little uh sheets of paper and you put the number into your account and it hooked the picture in so you can buy it now and you know it, it was a fun thing to do now you're part of history yes. yeah I, I don't know what else I, they said something about they're going to use it someplace the picture someplace oh. um which i guess was basically our warning you know yeah. hey <laughs> so uh but yeah it, it was it was kind of fun and interesting to watch and everyone was having a good time yeah um, one of those magical moments well and it, what was really surprising was so many of the cast members and so many of the guests actually knew each other really well from this game because um, they i mean it wasn't just like yeah i had a good time oh i'm so glad you had a good time it wasn't generic like that it was you know yeah i'm gonna miss seeing you every friday night and you know well yeah and did you ever get this <laughs> and, yeah i got that and, you know very specific questions so they obviously remembered each other so it, it obviously got a lot of friendships going so it was a good thing that is yeah. a good thing that's a great story i think walt would have been happy with that yeah oh yeah mm. yeah well thanks for sharing that yeah and then if you want to see the plaque, it's hanging in. They said they're going to hang it there inside uh, the Golden Horseshoe. Um, I, I think it's going to be on the left wall, but I'm not positive about that. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to hang it. But if you go in there, you'll see the plaque with both uh, Rainbow Ridgers and the Frontierlanders uh, symbols together in one plaque. Cool. And you can get your picture taken next to the plaque picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so real quick, Russ, um, where can our listeners uh, get a copy of your book? So my book's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Um, both both places are very easy to get it. Um, or you can go on to my webpage, um, on my Facebook page, and contact me directly. Um, it's a little cheaper to get it from Amazon, but if you get it from me, then obviously get it autographed. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't get the big shipping rates that they get, so mm-hmm. I have to charge for shipping. Um, but you can also go to sudbooks.com, S-U-D, B-O-O-K-S dot com and click on the links there. You can either go to Amazon or you can send me a message directly if you want to get an autographed copy. And then if you see that I'm in the park, I usually have a couple copies with me. Um, If I'm at some sort of Disneyland-related event, like at the Walt Disney Family Museum or a D23 event, I usually have a couple in my backpack 
and if you see me stop and say hi if if you want a copy if you don't if you don't need a copy and just want to say hi i encourage you to say hi too very cool well thanks for joining us again and uh you know we can't wait to have you back on to discuss your new book hopefully soon um about uh half to two-thirds done with it um it's a matter of putting it together is is where i'm at right now Yeah, well, we're excited about that. Yeah, we're excited. Well, thank you very much. All right. Well, you take care and have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. You guys too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. It's always great to hear from Russ. Don't you think? I think so. I can't wait to hear about his new book. I know. I'm excited about his new book. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? What? We never make mistakes, right? Um, yeah, I never make mistakes. I think you do. No. So we thought um, <laughs> we thought that we'd take some time uh, and get really serious with you guys. We just want to get really serious and play some bloopers for you. What do you think? I think so. And these are from episode 37? Yeah, well, we put the, 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 the bloopers were highlighted on episode 37, um, but they were from... Oh, many, many, many different episodes. Um, but if you remember back to episode 37, that's when we were getting ready to go back to Indiana to meet the grandbaby for the first time. Oh. So we did kind of a best of episode. Uh, we played a couple of our favorite uh, reviews, and then I put together a, a blooper montage. And uh, this, what, what, what you're going to hear now is uh, from that blooper montage. And we're going to try something a little bit different. Uh, so bear with me. I'm going to put it in, and we're going to listen to it with you guys right now as it's <laughs> as it's playing. So if you hear us laugh and guffaw and go, I can't believe he said that, uh, you know, just bear with us. Well, that was fun. Nice. <laughs> Bloopers galore. The Hill, actually a working title, is based on Disneyland's Matterhorn Bobhead. (laughs) (laughs) Bobhead. And once we get laughing, too. Oh, that was pleasant, wasn't it? Bobhead. Okay. And what great guys, JC. (laughs) (laughs) JC. Go to Stitcher. That's right. It's near fan. One of Joyce's favorite bloopers are coming out. Opened in July of 2011, and occupies the old pizza on Mama. Oh my gosh, you had so much trouble saying pizza umamao. Remember? I think it took me like an hour. July of 2011, and occupies the old pizza on Mama. Okay. All right. This new area opened in July of 2011 and occupies the old pizza on Mau Mau. Oh, Mau Mau. Oh, Mau Mau. I'm just going to say something else. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Mau Mau. Listen to me being the director. The Haunted Mansion is closed for installation of the hollow. How? The Haunted Mansion is closed for installation. I can't say it. The Haunted Mansion is also closed for the overlay of the Halloween deck. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to say there. The Haunted Mansion is also closed for the overlay of the Halloween. I don't want to say that. <laughs> Disney wants all of its guests. <laughs> Disney wants all of its guests. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he. 
Now, now as you had up, these are really high quality uh, bloopers. <laughs> they have one menu that serves as breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Dinner, listen, dinner, dinner, dinner is served. <laughs> then an imperial probe droid. A pro- <laughs> <laughs> Recently, a memo was circulated to Disney Park employees encouraging them. Damn. Damn. <laughs> encouraging them there. I to can't do that. give that. Uh huh. I did grow up in Indiana, so Take three. Yeah. The tower will house new. The tower will house a new pediatrics. <laughs> the tower will have. <laughs> the tower. <laughs> I think your favorite one's coming up. The tower will house. Coming up soon, at least. <laughs> Even if it has some negative things to say. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll put on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you get going. <laughs> Joyce, you're not reading, are you? Oh, this was funny. This is our interview with Rick. Oh, sorry. No, I was listening. <laughs> I was doing something else. <laughs> you were watching TV. Look, a butterfly. There's a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Fly away, little birdie. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what I was doing. Was, even though I'm not, I don't have the volume on the TV, I was watching it. See, that's what you were doing. <laughs> I, I do that too. Okay. Thanks for joining us on this special Minnie Mouse cast. Joining us to chat about her recent adventures oh. <laughs> with Disney is our Twitter friend, Niskol. Niskol. <laughs> I think the next one is your favorite. Oh my gosh. Niskol. Now, the entire meal was $25, which included two bowls of water. Bottles of water were not dogs. <laughs> we got more comments on this blooper than any I other know. blooper. Put <laughs> a bowl of water. Put <laughs> oh, Drink your water. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I think I tried to to compose myself and start over for a good five to ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Oh yeah. And Kate was just looking at me. She was like right in my face. <laughs> Poor Katie. Okay, Katie. All right. Oh, gosh. Okay. Gorsh. I think it took us like an hour to do that. I think so. Okay. <clears throat> Hopefully I can do this. I can't stop laughing. Well, when California Adventure began their mega refer... <laughs> it sounded like I had a cold. Well, I hope you enjoyed those bloopers because, yeah, we, we enjoy, I mean, we do, 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 there you go. There's a blooper there. We do mess up quite frequently, (laughs) believe it or not. And, uh, I like to share those with people and we do get a lot of fun comments about the bloopers. Do you remember the time that we were recording or we thought we were recording the episode and it was so perfect. And then when you went back to edit, it didn't record. Yeah, no, it, it was, I was using GarageBand at the time and it did record, but it was, it was, there was something wrong with the audio. Um, for some reason, the program 
recorded it all messed up. It was all garbled and man, that was horrible. That really upset. That was, that was bad. So those are just some of the technical things that we put up with, you know? Yeah, but it's still fun. It's yeah. still worth it. Yeah. Well, as we shared with you earlier, we had a chat with our great friend and sponsor, Randy Crane from Mouseier Vacations. And he talked about his recent Walk and Waltz Disneyland footsteps tour, a few vacation specials, and, well, he told us something else, but I can't re- seem to remember what. Oh, well, I guess you'll just have to listen to find out. We are honored to have back with us our very good friend and sponsor, Randy Crane, who makes all of this possible for you guys. Without Randy, we wouldn't be saying, hey, it's our 100th show. Woo! <laughs> so, hey, Daddy-O, how you doing? I am good. Thank you. And happy 100 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Joyce is crying. She's so happy about it. I am crying. <laughs> I'm a little moved myself. Yeah. Actually, if I think I went I think if I went back and listened to the first episode, I probably would cry. Yeah, well, we're going to include that, you know. We're going to be including that on this show. We're going to at least snippets of it. Um, so our, our good friend Randy is back to share uh, a huge announcement with us and with you. And uh, he's going to talk about um, whatever he feels like. So, Randy, what have you got to share? Well, actually, it's just a little announcement right now, but it's getting bigger Uh-oh. because my wife and I are now expecting our first child. Yay! Yay. Randy's <laughs> pregnant. Woo! I mean, I mean, Faye's pregnant. That is awesome news, buddy. That is just so fantastic. Thank you. And, uh, yes, you know, it's just very remember exciting. Something you've got to remember. You yes. have to. Al is a good name for both a female and a male. You know, I've heard that. <laughs> I think the source I heard it from was a little disreputable, though. Oh yeah, that guy. I'll tell you. Well, that is that is that is really very. When's when's the uh, when's the expected date? April seventh. April seventh. That's yep. fantastic. Uh, yes, very exciting. So yeah. another generation of Disney lover. If I have anything to say about it, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I think the first podcast your your baby's going to be on is going to be tales, either tales or stories from the, stories of the magic. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll acquiesce. You know, yeah, like I kind of have an in with the host of that one. So. Yeah, he's a good guy from what I hear. <laughs> I don't know. You know it's don't kind believe of everything you hear. Something I just realized too: the host of stories of the magic is going to be a father too. What oh, a coincidence! That is very weird. <laughs> Things that make you go, huh? Mm. I mean, hmm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Randy, what else have you got to share with us? I mean, as if anything else is that impressive. No, that is really just so cool. Boy, if some people are so demanding, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just today, with just in the last few hours, we got back from um, doing the Walk in Waltz Disneyland Footsteps Tour for right. the first time. It's actually the first guided tour that we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) So let me rephrase that. It's the first guided tour that's official that I've ever been on. There you go. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, we had, we actually booked it about a month ago, making sure we got it into the second trimester so that hopefully Faye would have a little bit more energy back (laughs) because there's a lot of walking on these things. Yeah. Well, that's why they call it walk in Walt's footsteps. (laughs) Right. And he walked a lot, apparently. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good tour. I I will say that I was a little disappointed in it uh, compared to what I had been told about and had read about that it was supposed to be like and supposed to include. And if you're a Disney fan, but you aren't like an obsessive Disney <laughs> detail freak and don't know a ton of the stuff, it's a really good tour. You get a lot of the stories and uh, some of them are the official stories. Most of them are also the true stories. Uh, and that works out really well. But there's a couple of them where like, no, it's not exactly how it was, but we'll go with it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's close enough. And I think a couple of them were just kind of slips of the tongue because our tour guide, uh, Esteban, I think that was his name. I'll have to look here in a second. But I think he uh, referred to Walt's Backyard Railroad. Uh, yes, Esteban, that's his name. He referred to it as the... Uh, Carolwood Pacific Railroad, which is correct, and he said it got its name because uh, you know, Walt and his family lived on Carolwood Pacific Drive in the Holmby Hills area. Oh. He lived on Carolwood Drive, yeah, <laughs> not Carolwood Pacific. <laughs> well, they but, renamed it for his uh, railroad. They just forgot to tell everybody. Right, exactly. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a couple little things like that. He did have some other things that have generally been part of the official story that were wrong, he did have those corrected, like the spike that sits just a little bit inside Sleeping Beauty Castle. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, the official story was that was the geographic center yeah. of Disneyland on opening day, which it's not. No. It never has been. <laughs> and that's now no longer the story. They're now actually saying it's a survey marker. So that was nice. I was glad to hear some of those things that are not being perpetuated anymore. Right. Uh, but we did get to ride a couple of things. Uh, we got, we actually got backdoored onto Peter Pan's flight, which some would say that's the worth the cost of the tour by itself, not having to wait in the line for Peter Pan's no flight. Kidding. <laughs> uh, and we got uh, in a lot of the areas, they played audio either from the opening day TV special or other interviews that Walt had done. So, you know, we stood in front of the dedication plaque in the Central Plaza mm -hmm. and got to hear Walt give the speech. Uh, got to hear the Fantasyland dedication speech when we were standing in front of the castle. Things like that. So that was really neat to get to hear. Um, but there's a couple of changes that they've made. And uh, some of the listeners may have heard about what's involved in the tour, and apparently it's changed some. Some of it is just because of a bit of construction in the area right now. Some of it is just permanent changes, or now, now as permanent is, as anything is at Disney. This is a change after the change, right? Because they they changed this tour from, like, when Joyce and I went on it. I think we went on it in 2008, Joyce, didn't we? Um, Yeah, that sounds about the right time frame. So... So they've changed it since then, and then they've made another set of changes, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, I think when you guys went on it, it was the Walk in Waltz Footsteps Tour, right. and then they changed it to the Walk in Waltz Disneyland Footsteps Tour. Mm -hmm. And I think that was when they added the uh, peak or the the stop at Waltz's apartment above the fire station. Right. I believe that was not part of it when you guys did no, it, right? No, it was not. Okay. So at the time, it was Club 33 mm -hmm. uh, Lobby. And then did you guys do the Tiki Room? We did. And got to see the animatronic flower? Mm -hmm. Yes. Both of those things are gone now. Oh. 
So with the change to Club 33, they took that out of the tour when it was having its renovation uh, starting back in January. Mm -hmm. And they just decided that because it is very exclusive and the members pay a lot of money and and everything like that, that they would just leave it out. So apparently now even the tour guides really don't get to go in (laughs) for anything. Uh, We had a couple that we saw that uh, said, you know, we we don't even really know what it's like in there since the renovation. (laughs) We don't even get to see it. Uh, So that's not there. And uh, the, the Tiki Room wasn't part of it. We did do great moments with Mr. Lincoln, but nothing special during it or afterwards or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we, and I, that was one of the things I had heard about and was really kind of looking forward to was the Tiki room and the little presentation after and not there. Hmm. Uh, And even on this tour, even though Walt's apartment is now part of it, there's some construction in the area. And so they're not letting people up there right now. So instead of there, we got to go into the Disneyland Dream Suite, mm, which is nice. really cool. You know, they said that's actually even more exclusive in a lot of ways than Walt's apartment is, when, and I don't disagree at all. Uh, and it was really neat to be in there. Of course, they wouldn't let us have our cameras out, oh, yeah. except for one picture in the sitting area uh, at the end of the tour. We got to get our cameras out, and they took pictures of us and next to the fireplace and everything in there, which <laughs> that was really neat. And just to get to see it all was really cool. But... Uh, when some people were checking in, I guess they let them know that the uh, Walt's apartment above the fire station was not part of this. There was a lot going on when we got there, and so they didn't tell us. Mm. And I didn't find out until we were actually on the tour that we wouldn't be going there. And that was the reason that we signed up for this tour, was to get to go to Walt's apartment. Oh, yeah. So... If I had known in advance, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, I would have booked it for a different day. Mm-hmm. And if I had known about it before the tour, you know, today, I don't know that there would have been much that we could have done about it, but at least we would have had some warning. Yeah. And so, you know, there's these four experiences. I guess it was, was for you Club 33, Walt's apartment, uh, Tiki Room. So I guess there's three main experiences that are kind of out of the ordinary for, for what typical guests could experience. And of those three, one was changed <laughs> and two didn't happen. <laughs> so you know, I, I have to be honest, as much as I dislike saying anything negative about Disneyland or anything like that, I was disappointed. And I think if I had paid full price for the tour, I would have been extremely disappointed. Yeah. But as it was, uh, we got the annual pass holder discount, which was obviously a good thing. Mm-hmm. And do you remember back in, what was it, maybe 07, 08, something like that? I think it was maybe 08, when they were doing the promotion where you could get in free on your birthday? Mm-hmm. Well, if you were an annual pass holder, you obviously didn't need free admission on your birthday. So they gave you a gift card good for, that was you know, had the value on it of a one-day, one-park admission. Wow. And there were certain things it wasn't good for. Like you couldn't use it to renew your annual pass or <laughs> there's some other things. You know, you could buy merchandise with it, of course. <laughs> I think you could buy food with it and you could buy tours with it. Well, we just hung on to them and finally used them here now six, seven years later. <laughs> so between having those two gift cards and having our annual pass holder discount, we actually paid out of pocket for the two of us about $33. Wow. So, 
can't beat that. No, no. But no. now if we want to see Walt's apartment, we have to save up the annual pass holder rate, which is, I think, $87 <laughs> per person. So we have to spend $175 just to see his apartment and have lunch. That's right. Because lunch is part of it. It's a nice lunch, but... You know, $175 for those two things. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and if we had paid $175 for today, I might have actually gone to City Hall and, you know, had you know, written some kind of, oh, yeah. of complaint. Yeah. So, and I feel bad doing that, but that's the way it is. Well, I you think- know, you're, you're right, though. I mean, uh, it's important. It's important for people to understand that, yes, we are a Disneyland podcast. Yes, you're a Disney-related podcast, and you're you're a Disney-related uh, travel agent as well. But that doesn't mean we've blindly drank the Kool Aid and and you know we're zombies. If we don't like something, you will hear about it, and and you have in the past. So, yep, you're, there's nothing wrong with that, Randy. None at all. Yeah, I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with it either. I think that you know it's very well known and obvious that <laughs> that we do like Disney. And when we do have a complaint, we're, you know, respectful, but we also voice our opinions. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And they always say that none of these experiences are guaranteed. And that's true. But at least give us some idea of what to expect. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's how we make informed decisions as consumers. That's right. Marketing 101. That's right. Now, did they um, do they still have special pins, uh, collector's pins? They do. Awesome. That was really cool. Those are very cool pins. Uh, and even just kind of a nice little touch at lunch. We had our boxed lunch from the Jolly Holiday Bakery. And, uh, you know, you could pick from, oh, it was... I think three or four different sandwiches or three or four salads for your entree. And then you got to pick from three desserts and I think four bottled beverages, non-alcoholic bottled beverages. Let me be clear. (laughs) (laughs) And I got the Matterhorn macaroon, which I hadn't had. So good. Oh my gosh. Not worth the cost of the tour, but really good. (laughs) And people scare me because I was not the only one who got it. And of the 21 people in our group, I must have heard at least three times during lunch somebody say, that looks like the Matterhorn. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) That would be why it's called the Matterhorn Macaroon. Thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. (laughs) Like, you people scare me sometimes. (laughs) 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 But it tasted really good, and the sandwich was good. That we had as well. Faye actually had the turkey sandwich. I had the uh, chicken salad sandwich. And they were both really good sandwiches. So just on the strength of the Jolly Holiday Bakery, that's a place that I recommend eating right. uh, You know, for well, a, a kind of quick lunch or dinner. They have yummy cinnamon oh, yeah. rolls. Yeah, we, mm. we, went, we had breakfast there once. Um, now, we, when, we, when we went on the uh, Waltz tour, um, we, they supplied lunch for us as well. But I don't. We didn't get to choose anything, right, Joyce? I mean, everybody got the same sandwich, if I remember correctly. It was the same boxed sandwich, um, a cookie, and a, a drink or something like that. Yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah, so that much has improved. Yeah, so, here you had the caprese sandwich. I think is how it's called: chicken salad or roasted turkey. Yeah, or the roasted vegetable salad or the jolly holiday salad. Man, how long was the tour? The, it was supposed to be three hours, 
And you know how three-hour tours go. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I sure do, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were finishing lunch at right about the three-hour mark. Wow. But they did all of the main part of the tour, took us to Jolly Holiday so we could have lunch, and then took us to the Dream Suite. Hmm. So, and it takes longer to do the Dream Suite than it does Walt's apartment. because His original apartment is... 500 or so square yeah. feet and the dream suite's 2200 <laughs> so we got to go in the master bedroom and the like kind of the kids bedroom and the sitting room and the master bathroom which is an attraction unto itself no kidding <laughs> uh, so that took you know another almost half hour by itself yeah don't they have um a train that goes around the bedroom they do that's the frontierland bedroom which is kind of like what they consider the kids bedroom <laughs> and, or Al's bedroom. Right. <laughs> uh, and in fact, when you're down in New Orleans Square and you're looking up at the patio that has the RD and the WD oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. the ironwork, mm-hmm. that's the patio that's off the Frontierland bedroom. That's cool. I, I never knew that. Now now I've got a point of reference. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did let us, when we were out on that balcony, they let us take our cameras back out and take pictures from the balcony of oh, ourselves on the balcony. Man. So. so they let you do selfies? Exactly. I just refuse to use that word. Yes, I, I, I hate that <laughs> word myself. I hate that word. And I refuse to watch that, that, watch that new sitcom. I will not because I hate the word selfies. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. I really like uh, Karen Gillan. Yeah, yeah. I. That's not enough. Yeah, but see, okay, off topic here, but who cares? <laughs> it's our 100th show. Um, That's right. I loved her as Amy Pond, and I mm-hmm. loved the, the guy who played her husband, Rory. I'm just not sure I could see her uh, playing. I mean, she's an American in this in this show, and I just don't know if I could see that. Well, you saw her as an alien if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Nope, haven't seen that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either, but I know she's in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, well. So what else have you got to share about Disney? Oh, let's see what else. We were going to meet Oswald this afternoon, oh. but we didn't get a chance to. By the time we got over to DCA, it was about 3.45, uh-huh. and he was going to be back out next at 4.30. Oh, yeah. So we just couldn't quite make it. Yeah. So we're going to see if we can't go back either tomorrow, or we're going to be going with a friend in a few weeks, so we'll definitely make sure to get him then. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you about DCA, and I asked this question on Facebook, and nobody answered me, so maybe you can answer me. So the other day when people got stuck on Mickey's Fun Wheel, did you hear about Mm -hmm. that? I did, yes. I want to know how they got them off of there. Did they, like, put them in a crane? I would – okay, so let me back up a little bit. So it took me a long time before I would ever (laughs) ride that ride. And then when I finally got on it, I loved it. But one day we were on it and I was thinking to myself, what would happen if there was an earthquake while we were on here? And, you know, living in Arizona, we don't really have earthquakes. So, like, all this stuff was going through my mind. And then when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that would have been my worst fear. I would have just panicked. I loved it. How would th- how did they get them off? Did they have to, like, climb down from way up at the top? No, Elastigirl helped. <laughs> so, and I asked on Facebook when somebody posted about it, you know, I'm glad they all got off safely, but how did they get off? Do you know? I don't. I actually tried to see if I could find any video or something. There's probably some 
online, probably on ABC7's website or something. But I never did see a video or anything of exactly how they did it. Yeah, that would be so freaky. I don't know. Uh-huh. I think I would, it would be kind of fun. And I wonder I'm if they... scared of heights, so... Yeah, you are. I wonder if they did anything for the for the guests that were stuck on there. I would hope so, because they were there from, from about an hour and a half. Yeah. They so took that's... them all to the Dream Suite. <laughs> right. Well, so much for that being an exclusive experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that... A, what was it? A couple of months ago now, uh, SeaWorld had an issue with the Sky Tower... And I, I think they did something for their guests because it took them a long time to get them down. <laughs> yeah, I remember so, that. So, yeah, I'm sure that Disney did something for the, the guests who were on there. Yeah. They have to have. I mean, it's Disney, you know? They, I'm sure that they did something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now we've heard a rumor that, um, and, and, you know, we don't like to, we don't like to spread the rumors about Disney, but we heard a, a a rumor that uh, Luigi's flying tires is going away. Have you heard that? I have heard that. Is it confirmed though? No. Hmm. Uh, at least not that I've seen. I haven't seen it officially confirmed anywhere. Yeah. So, and I hope that they don't. They probably will. Yeah. But I hope that they don't. I agree with you because I, you know, we we've we've only been there a couple of times since um, you know um, Cars Land was 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 put in, but. We did ride it a few times, and I thought it was a blast. Yeah, I know some people had trouble maneuvering it, and I don't understand why. <laughs> um, you know, they they go to great lengths to explain it, <laughs> and then you just do what they say, and it seems to work pretty well. At least all the times I've ridden it, yeah. it's fine. Me too. So yeah. yeah, it was kind of fun. I remember giggling like uncontrollably yep. giggling yeah. on it. It was fun. Remember, so. I think we went on it with Kenny. Remember? Yes. Now. For those of you who know Kenny Mitleider, he's the co-host, one of the co-hosts of the Mash 4077th podcast with me. Um, he's he's like a little kid, and he was giggling and screaming and laughing on that. So yeah, I, I hope they don't. I hope they don't get rid of that. But unfortunately, Randy, you're probably right, and they will take it out. I, yeah. What would they put in though? What other cars themed? thing could they put in there though well the rumor that i had heard is uh something kind of i don't even remember exactly how they described it. i know it involved uh, fiats hmm. and when i read the description i thought this basically sounds like mater's junkyard jamboree with fiats yeah, oh oh so they're uh, you think maybe they're trying to introduce some elements from cars 2 in there could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they don't do that because so if they do, it's the same ride as something that's practically right next door to exactly. it. Exactly. So and that wouldn't make a lot of sense. In uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree is a fun one. Yeah, it so is. Don't duplicate it. I think they should put um, uh, Mater's tractor tipping in there. That would be fun. Well, you just go up and you tip the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun, but then you've got two Mater attractions side by side. Oh, that's true. That's true. So. You know, there's not a lot of a footprint there for them to work with, right. I don't think. And, you know, as far as kind of, well, I was going to say iconic experiences, but they're the, the only iconic experience that you get aside from walking through <laughs> Radiator Springs is Radiator Springs Racers. The That's other right. two are just something they put in that would be fun. So, yeah. 
I'm sure they could do something though. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody has any ideas, uh, you know, send us a private email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't sign your name to it. And don't be surprised <laughs> if we sell it to Disney. Because <laughs> we'll give you credit. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. We'll track you down from your IP address and give you credit that way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So what's going on in the travel uh, industry there? Anything fun in the uh, Disney arena? Well... Um, there's pretty much always something fun in the Disney yeah, arena true. going on. Uh, and in fact, uh, just about a month from now, I'll be at a special training event at Disneyland for the agency that I'm affiliated with. Uh, and we'll supposedly be getting some sneak peeks into stuff they've got coming up for the 60th mm-hmm. and things like that. So hopefully I'll have something new I can share as far as that goes, oh. uh, you know, within a little over a month or so. See, Joyce, but, that's what you need to do. You need to get hooked up with Randy's uh, uh, travel agency. Be his partner or something. <laughs> Just for the Disney stuff. <laughs> right. But right now, there's a you know, discount for Alani. It's one of those, you know, buy three night, get the fourth night free, which mm-hmm. that's pretty hard to argue with. Yep. Uh, and there's a discount on premium rooms at the Disneyland uh, Hotel, or hotels actually, I think, which that's... Kind of, it's from the end of October through about a little over half of December for Sunday through Thursday night stays, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but kind of the big thing right now is this is National Cruise Week coming up. It's October 6th through the 13th. And so for that time period, uh, when you book a Disney cruise sailing through me, uh, then you're eligible for a $100 onboard credit. Nice. So. Uh, and that's for the seven-night Caribbean cruises on the Magic or the Fantasy, certain select ones. So, yeah, I won't go into all the details here. I can give details for anybody who's interested. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, $100 shipboard credit, which, you know, that'll get you dinner and brunch at Paolo. Or it'll get you, uh, well, it'll get you dinner for one and a third people <laughs> at Remy on the Fantasy. <laughs> You know, it'll get you some of the spa treatments. And, you know, not all of these things will get you one of those things. Let me That's be clear. <laughs> so I think you should take Faye because the baby's about the third of the size that it's going to be when it's full term. So now you could take her and she could eat for one and a third. And <laughs> <laughs> That would be great, except at the time that the, the um, sailings are available, um, she's not allowed to sail. Um. <laughs> Well, you can take me. I look like I'm pregnant, though. <laughs> but you have to only eat for one and a third people. Oh, that's true. And I can't do that. And I'd have to shave. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and in fact, that's actually a change, not the shaving thing. I think that's been there. But uh, they, Disney Cruise Line made a change in the last couple of months or so to their policy regarding infants on really? board the ship. It used to be, uh, I believe, 12 weeks was the minimum age for an infant to be able to sail on the ship, uh, obviously with adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and they've changed it. can't be it unaccompanied? <laughs> Apparently not. I don't know what the deal is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they've changed it so that I believe that they have to be at least six months old. Wow. Uh, which takes them from being the ones that allowed the kids at the youngest age of any of the major lines 
pretty much to up with the others. And for any of the extended sailings, like the you know, 14, 15 night Panama Canal, that kind of thing, they have to be a year. Hmm. So interesting. Good information though. Very yeah. good information there. And I don't think they really publicized that very much. So yeah, if you're so planning a Disney cruise, keep that in mind. Yep. Yeah. So now that's only the second um Disney I lost my train of thought. I don't want to say chain Disney travel Entity? segments. Yes, okay. that because Adventures by Disney has age limitations, correct? So yes. now they've added those age limitations to the cruise line. Right. Well, and the cruise lines always had the limitations too, but they've tightened them up a bit. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, Adventures by Disney has always had them, even on their family trips, and it kind of varies depending on the destination. Uh, and then there are also adults-only departures for Adventures by Disney. Yeah. Cool. Well, Randy, Papa, Daddy-O. <laughs> See, now you guys understand why I said Daddy-O. That's at right. At the beginning of this. Um, you, we just wanted to, to say thank you for being uh, such an integral part of this show for kind of a majority of the hundred shows that we've put out. Um, a lot of people don't uh, probably don't even pay attention to the fact that we have such a great sponsor, but um, Randy makes it possible for us to do a lot of the things that we do uh, to make sure that you guys get the show and um, you get a quality show. At least we hope it's a quality show. So it is. Yeah. Let's, thank you. I think it is anyway. <laughs> so we just, I mean, we wanted to take this, this, this time now to publicly thank you and, and say that uh, we have been blessed to have you as part of the Tales family, and um, we're we're happy, we're absolutely ecstatically happy that uh, you're having a Tales member of your own. Get it, little Tales! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great. It, it's it's great to have you. Um, you know, and we started out this uh, relationship as you know, it sounds clinical, but uh, kind of business partners. And then over the years, uh, we've met you a few times, and we just the, the friendship has grown, and uh, we're just we're just grateful to have you as part of our lives. Yes, well, we are. You. Thank you. I'm very grateful to be a part of it. it not, not only of the podcast, but of your lives as well. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, if anybody wants to uh, get a hold of you to book a cruise or a Disney vacation, how can they do that? Well, they can go to my website which is randyc-mouseearvacations.com. Uh, or uh, actually possibly the easiest way is to go to my podcast website, which is storiesofthemagic.com. And then there are links there for uh, my travel site and everything so that people can get to it that way. And I think storiesofthemagic.com is probably a little easier to remember and type than the other one is. <laughs> yeah, just ask Joyce. It took Joyce quite a few months to remember <laughs> your uh, your contact information in our closing segments. Yeah, fortunately those weren't bloopers that that you included. Yeah, I don't I don't include those. Yeah. He only includes the ones me. that are embarrassing to me. Well, of course. I'm the editor, so. You know, I'm kidding. I'm not going to put my embarrassing ones in there. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, I know we're coming up on, I mean, you know, this is our 100th, but I think the funniest, funniest blooper 
and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> the water bowl. Water bowl. Oh, Pluto, drink your water. I laughed so hard, and we got more comments on that yeah. than than anything. People just like talking about how I just could not stop laughing yeah, at that <laughs> silly little. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> right. uh, hey, Randy, why don't you tell uh, really quickly tell people. If they're not familiar, and if they're not familiar, I have no idea why, um, what your podcast is all about. Sure. Yeah, my podcast is interviewing people. It started with people who were professionally affiliated with Disney, either former cast members, Imagineers, actors, artists. Uh, in the case of a lot of the actors, they are uh, contract performers, so I don't have to worry about making sure they're not with the company anymore. And so I'm able to get them sooner. And then I've expanded it a bit to some people who just have this love for Disney and are doing something, not just, hey, I love Disney, but they're doing something significant in my eyes that uh, relates to their love of Disney. Like I interviewed Sam Genoway, who mm -hmm. is the author of a couple of Disneyland-related books. I just recently interviewed Chris Linden. Uh, his interview should be coming out shortly. And he's has a website, it's DisneyChris.com, and it's Disneyland music and audio. And I want to say there's over 700 tracks wow. that he's got on there. It's amazing. Uh, and, but then I've also interviewed Bill Farmer, mm -hmm. the voice of Goofy, for 27 years. Oh. And <laughs> I've interviewed several cast members from both Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, I've interviewed... Uh, some Imagineers, including a couple of uh, show writers, which was really interesting to get a peek into what they do and what it takes to be a show writer. Uh, for people who are Walt Disney World fans, my most recent episodes was a two-parter with Stacey Aswad mm -hmm. from Must Do Disney. And she's also a voice actor and voiceover artist in her own right and has a show called VO Buzz Weekly. And so we got to talk about that and it seems like from I, whenever I interview somebody that's been interviewed a lot, like when I interviewed Rolly Crump, mm -hmm. the Imagineer and Disney legend, not too long ago, uh, I always go back and listen to all the interviews I can find of them first so that I don't just rehash the same questions. And they generally seem like they appreciate that. So they get to tell some new stories, yeah. which is tough for somebody like Rolly Crump, who's told thousands of stories. But I think I did get a couple of relatively new you ones did. or at least yeah. rarely heard ones out of him. Uh, and so I did that with Stacy. And most people get about 30 to 40 minutes with her, maybe 45, something like that. We end up with an hour. <laughs> And as it was, I still only got through about half of my questions. So I'm hoping to go back and do some more with her. But to do that, I need people to listen to the show and I need them to comment and either ask questions or tell me they listened or something so I can go to her and say, this got a really great response. Let's do it again. So that's you know, your job, everybody listening who has not listened to the show yet or who has but hasn't commented. Just go to storiesofthemagic.com. Go to Stacy's episodes, listen to the two-parter, lots of fun and exciting and interesting stuff, and then comment, share it, do something so that I can see that there's engagement and interaction with it. So I can tell her, look, this is really popular and people really like it and they want to hear more. Because I want to hear more and that's the best way I can do it. <laughs> you know, I need you to help me have an excuse to talk to Stacy again. <laughs> 
And I'm in the process. We haven't managed to schedule this yet. We're hoping to get it, I think, probably in mid to late November. It looks like, fingers crossed, I will be interviewing Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon. Wow. Yeah. So for people who may not be familiar with those names, Bill is the official voice of Disneyland Park, Mm -hmm. and his wife Camille is the official voice of Disney California Adventure Park. Yes, and he is one of my all-time voiceover heroes. Mm -hmm. I aspired... Every chance I get, I always mess around. But ladies and gentlemen, I just love his voice. And for me, his voice means Disneyland. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And he, for him, his, to him, Disneyland meant Jack Wagner. Yes. Uh. And so it's great to hear that. In fact, uh, he shared in VO Buzz Weekly that whenever he does a voiceover, that he always creates a character that is the person whose voice this belongs to. And his character for the voice of Disneyland is named Jack <laughs> in honor of Jack Wagner. Very cool. So, do you watch uh, VO Buzz Weekly? Uh, not regularly, but I do watch it. Did you see the episodes with him and Camille? No. Episodes 125 and 126. You need to go back and watch those two episodes. I will do that. And when you get him on your show, I will be your sidekick. <laughs> I will be your, your, your Andy Richter. <laughs> you know. uh, hey, you know, I'll do it, man. <laughs> You'll be starstruck. I will be starstruck. Yeah. Because I'm serious. I mean, I just, I just, I love his voice. I love his mm-hmm. voice. I love him. I love what he does for Disney. Yeah, me too. And it was actually thanks to talking to Stacy that it looks like I'm going to be able to hopefully make that happen. Well, that's cool. So that's so exciting. I'll let you know, you know if once we get that scheduled. Mm-hmm. I've got other people that I'm working on in the meantime and after that. So definitely a lot of good guests coming up, and they don't all have stuff to do with the parks. Good. A lot of them do, just because that's the major part of the company. But not everybody. You know, we've had ones that uh, are just voiceover. Uh, like Randy Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. He's just voiceover, uh, which is fantastic, but not really much to do with the parks. Right. And you know, I'm hopefully working on getting a couple others like uh, Aaron Cahill, who was the host of the 2005 uh, Walt Disney World Vacation Planning DVD. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the parks, but kind of more acting. And I'm hoping to be able to get in touch with her and get her on the show. Well, that'll be cool. See, but... Just like with us and especially with Disneyland, that was Walt's Walt's philosophy was to just continue. Don't don't let it stay one thing. Just let it let it live. Let yeah. it live and grow and evolve into what it's going to be. And I think I think what you're doing is fantastic. Thank you. And if anybody's listening and would like to be on the show, either you've worked for Disney or you know, you're doing one of these things, like writing a book or uh, you know, podcasting or, uh, you know, you've got a website or something like that and you want to tell people about it. Or like I say, you've worked for the park and you've got some stories that you want to share. You've worked for Disney in any capacity and you just want to be able to talk about what you did and why you care about it and all of that. Let me know. And, you know, we'll see what we can do either getting you on the show or even just as a part of a listener feedback segment. That would be great too. Yep. Perfect stuff. Well, Randy, as always, it was a pleasure. Yes, Joyce, do you have any was. other questions while we have him here? Um, before before I untie the knots around his 
legs and arms? No, I don't think so. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. Let me go right Because <laughs> yeah, I think Randy's kind of tired. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Been a long day. Get used to it. Uh-huh. It's warm. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for sharing that great information with us. Thanks for sharing your special news with us and with, you know, apparently 104,000 other people. Right. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. It, it's 4,000 of my closest friends. That's right. As always, it's, it's great to talk to you and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Randy. Can you believe Randy's going to be a papa? I know, a daddy-o. Papa Smurf. <laughs> yeah, I like daddy-o better. Yeah, daddy-o. Daddy-o, daddy-o, daddy-o. Yeah. yeah so he's going to have a Disney princess or prince. Yeah, little Disney princess or prince Al. Because mm-hmm. like I said, Al works for girl names or boy names. That's right. Congratulations again, Randy. That is that is such fantastic news. We're so happy for you and Faye. And uh, I think you both are going to make great parents. I think so, too. We're very happy for you. Yeah. Well, what do you think? We should close this now? I think so. Because it's been a huge show. We've had we've had a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a lot of fun over the last 100 official episodes. Uh, we like doing this for you guys. And if, if you like it, why don't you let us know? Well. That's episode 100 wrapped up in a big thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners and friends for making this almost five years in May such fun. And remember, without you, we'd just be two dorks talking. Well, maybe one dork. I'd still be just a Disney fan. (laughs) Hey, if you have any interesting Disney stories, we want to hear about them. You can send those to us at talespodcast at cox.net. Hey, have you checked out our sponsor, Daddy Randy Crane from Mouse Ear Vacations? You really should, especially if you're thinking about taking a vacation. Now, Randy's a great guy and loves Disney as much as we do. So, if you're looking for an honest travel agent who can get you the best deal on just about any vacation, be sure to give Randy a shout. You can find him at wwwrandyc MouseEarVacations.com And you can read about him on our sponsor page at www.tellscast.com And how about checking out Randy's podcast Stories of the Magic And don't forget to check out Oh heck Subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash Podcast. We post all kinds of fun videos there, and you're not going to want to miss out. You know why? Why's that? Well, because you'll miss out. <laughs> you can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to all your favorite shows directly on your smart devices, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Why not? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in your app stores. Stitcher, smart radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You can also catch the latest episodes of our favorite shows on Stitcher. Podcasts like Stories of the Magic. Take him with you inside the voiceover studio under the dome radio.com and more. 
<laughs> and be sure to follow us on Twitter for any cool updates or announcements. You can find us at Tales Podcast. And did you know that we have a Facebook fan page? We do. We sure do. Just go to Facebook and search for Tales from the Mouse House Podcast. And be sure to like us while you're there, please. Please, please, we'd like to be liked. Huh? And if you'd like to submit a review of a Disney movie or maybe an attraction or a restaurant, we want to hear about them. And please, how about hopping over to iTunes and leave some feedback and ratings for the show? Five stars would help push the show up in the ratings. So, if you like the podcast, why not tell everyone so they can like it too? And that would sure help the show be found easier. As always, if you'd like to send us a comment or just say, Hi, pal! You can send us an email to talespodcast at cox.net, leave us voicemail on the hotline at 304-TALES23, send us a tweet or message on Facebook, or just think happy thoughts our way. This podcast is copyright 2014 by Storyteller Audio Productions. All Disneyland music and related materials becomes the property and copyrights of the Disney Company. Thanks for tuning in and welcoming us into your home. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. Uh-huh. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, the creator and author of M.W. Orbit, and you're listening to The Tales from the Mouse House Podcast with Alan Joyce. I like the bark in the background. It's awesome. Do you like a good story, fun conversation, and maybe a bit of inspiration? You're listening to this podcast, so I'll bet you do. I'm Randy, and if so, when you've finished here, come check out my podcast, Stories of the Magic. Okay, it's not really my podcast. I'm just the host. This show is really about the guests I have on. Stories of the Magic is a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more. We celebrate the Disney magic, tell unique stories, and inspire people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. So if you love Disney, enjoy great stories from real people, or both, give us a listen. You can find Stories of the Magic on iTunes or at storiesofthemagic.com. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. And this is Amy Moyer. And we are the hosts of Taken With You. The weekly podcast where we discuss life at the geeky Moyers home. And then we talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. Very, very positive podcast. And we think you really enjoy it. And I love Star Trek and heavy metal music. And I like Star Trek. And heavy metal music. And I hate heavy metal music. (laughs) Want to hear more of our banter? You can by listening to our podcast. Where can they find it? You can find it at TakeHimWithYou.com or iTunes. That's right, iTunes. (laughs) 
We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on Geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's the Borg. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh, my. Rusted robots.